0: in here in this (laughs) what we haven't been why have we not been in here for so long (laughs) wipe the place down jeez
1: it's been a minute
0: yep (laughs) as you can tell we came into my delightful recording studio and uh i walked into a face of spiders and dust and um well here we are yay we're back. We're back. From outer space.
1: Mm-hmm. Slash from just being really busy along. Ooh, we haven't opened properly. Say our names.
0: Oh yeah, that's I'm Kale right. Ward. I'm not Kale Ward.
1: Oh. Um, what's the other one? This called? is
0: Gone Global. What's my name? I don't know. My it's name
1: is Jessica Burton.
0: Oh
1: Welcome back to Gone Global.
0: We missed you.
1: We did. I think some of you missed us too, including my dad. Hi, dad.
0: Hi, hi. you listen to the show. Wee-wee! It's very nice. Thank you.
1: All right. Uh, ho- we.
0: Hopefully no one else does.
1: We have been gone for a little while. So in all this time that we've been gone, three weeks, four weeks?
0: It's been, obs- I mean, I think the last time we recorded was the week of Halloween.
1: Yeah. So yeah, pretty much a month. So have you learned anything? In this month,
0: I uh, a lot actually. <laughs> I was very worried about Pokemon Shield,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, the the new generation of Pokemon game that came out. I needn't have been; it was amazing. Mm-hmm. My only complaint, I I literally finished the game last night, mm-hmm. and, as I know you know, mm-hmm. but I can give I can give my general feelings on it now. My 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 only complaint is that the the trainer battles were a bit too easy. Mm.
1: I did sort of feel that as I watched it.
0: Yeah, I so I beat the I, I I beat the 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 big bad guy of the game, and then the the champion of of the the region. And um, the thing about this game, and maybe the the past two or three games, is that you can kind of coast by on. Uh, super effective attacks, mm-hmm. which means, you know, similar to rock, paper, scissors. Uh, if you, you know, if you use uh, paper against scissors, yeah, you lose. Yes, those are the rules of rock, Mm-mm. paper, scissors. <laughs> um, but um, so, you know, there's a, a bit more complicated uh, gaming system mm. in, in this game, and you can kind of coast through the battles on that. Mm-hmm. And it makes it really easy. I tried to kind of make it a bit more difficult and mm-hmm. and battle against the types mm. sometimes you just want that you know that good victory yeah Fair. um but i I would like a like a a difficulty slider i think mm. Catch- like
1: the like the way you can do on spider man you can yes. either do friendly yes. or uh superior or Various other ones that are actually very, very cool the way they've done it.
0: Well, and what's interesting is the the first Pokemon games, Red and Blue, that was kind of your... The Pokemon you choose, your first one, was mm-hmm. kind of your difficulty mm. meter. It, they never really replicated that. Right. But my official mini review of Pokemon Sword and Shield is it's astounding.
1: Yeah. It looks great. Just watching you play has been really fun.
0: I... I've been a big Pokemon fan for twenty years, and this is the most fun I think I've had. Mm. So, there's that. Yes. The other things I learned, I learned how to make a duck.
1: Yes, cooked you a did. duck for the
0: first time on uh, Thursday. Mm-hmm. That was challenging but fun. It was
1: great. You did an amazing job.
0: I also made a sweet potato casserole and a turkey. I've made turkey before. Oh, okay, so that wasn't uh, that wasn't that big a deal. I learned you can find turkeys in Luxembourg, but we did. Yeah. Oh, I, cannot, I, I had can't. Thing I can not yeah. can. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So I made a sweet potato casserole, which is the first time I've also mm. ever made that, and uh, it was a hit. Mm-hmm. We had a big party, and everybody loved it. Yeah. What about you?
1: Oh, I don't even know. This is hard enough to do every week. I don't know what I've learned. I. <laughs> My job is to learn things, so... And yet... So much goes in, but I don't actually retain any of it. And yet. <laughs> uh, I learned...
0: Uh, <sighs> a month to think about. You've been pestering me to do this month. for a month.
1: It's been a long month. And you
0: haven't thought of anything.
1: Um, I did... This isn't something I learned, but it's something I did for the first time. I bought an umbrella because when we went to Leeds, which we'll talk about in a in a little minute. Um, it rained so hard. I I'm northern. I've almost never had an umbrella in my life because they're just not worth it. But this this time in Leeds, it was necessary. I'll probably never use it again, but it was so much rain, it was crazy. I also hosted co-hosted with my colleagues uh, an event uh, which is a tri-national doctoral school between Luxembourg, France, and Germany. And we meet twice a year, and it was our turn to organize. So I learned a lot of things about organizing events and booking restaurants and things.
0: Mostly don't.
1: <laughs> well, now we don't have to do it again for another year and a half, so that's fine by me. But it was fun. And I learned lots of things from people's talks. Oh, like what? Pff, couldn't tell you. Mm. Mm.
0: <laughs> So did you learn it?
1: I told you, it's all there. It's all in like little pockets in my brain, but I have to unlock different parts and I don't know where they are anymore.
0: And this is like, but that's the point of this podcast.
1: I know. Well, I learn things as I research, so we can talk about that in a second. Uh, you want to tell the people what we're going to do today, seeing as it's a bit of a, a mishmash, different format we're going to do?
0: I don't know what we're going to do. You'll have to tell me.
1: All right. So the reason we haven't recorded is because we went on several trips and it's been several kind of national holidays for us. Um, So the first thing we want to talk about is Thought Bubble, which we went to at the beginning of the month. Mm. Uh, Then we're going to talk about Bonfire Night. And then we're going to talk about Thanksgiving.
0: Okay. Sounds like a plan.
1: Mm. You want to open with... Thought Bubble.
0: I guess so. So Thought Bubble is a comic convention that was put together in Leeds in the UK. F- I think 2004.
1: Yeah, something like that. I think that. was the first yeah. one.
0: The first one we ever attended was 2013. 2011- mm-hmm. Yeah, 2013. Um, it's a big deal. It's um, it's a comic convention that doesn't tend to focus on
1: the collectible
0: the toys the ephemera of yeah the comic comics industry so a lot of conventions will have appearances by
1: yeah um, and they do have that but it's there's a lot more focus on kind of indie creators and artists i'm getting to
0: that So, so a lot of conventions will book celebrities and and the actors who play the characters in the movies, and you have to pay $500 to have mm-hmm. your photo taken with them. Mm-hmm. Thought Bubble doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a celebration of, of the medium itself. And often you'll get the celebrities of the medium
1: mm-hmm. as
0: opposed to actors and actresses.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: That's what I'm trying to get to. Right, right. We, right. I guess the biggest person we we've ever seen there is um gerard way of dc's young animal imprint the umbrella academy and oh a little thing called my chemical romance Mm -hmm. he was there a couple of years ago while we Mm -hmm. were there and um some women got into a fight because they couldn't see him Mm. which is weird Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um but yeah so that's a really great festival
1: Yeah, we had a good time. We also had a really nice moment. We were with our friends, Panels Comics, um, and we were on our table and we had a guy come up to us who was like, oh, I've never read comics before. I'm just here with a friend who does read comics. Mm -hmm. What should I read? And he picked up um, one of Nathan's titles, Mm -hmm. Cosmonaut. Mm -hmm. And so we gave a guy his first comic, mm-hmm. and he was very, very excited. So yeah. it's just nice moments like that that really make Thought Bubble. You can actually chat with people. You can chat oh, yeah. with other creators. It's it's really, really cool. Yeah, no, not that's, too much to say about bubble. that, really. Um, I just like the general atmosphere. Yeah. And I I get to speak to a lot of people I used to work with. My old boss was opposite us
0: oh yeah we so that time. was
1: so that was really cool for, for me it's mostly about seeing people
0: yeah and i think that's kind of especially on our end as comics people that's sort of the the real highlight of the the festival is yeah and the
1: year really that's the well, that's the big one where you see everybody
0: yeah we yeah we got to have dinner with our our friends and panels and and as well as uh some of our friends in Scotland Mm -hmm.
1: and we had a whole Scottish dinner crew going. It was was great. great. It was tremendous,
0: but yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I think that's really all for that. If you, if you get the chance to go to a a comic con in, in the UK thought bubble should be the top of your Mm -hmm. list.
1: It also moved this year to a, to a bigger venue because it's got so big that having it spread about Leeds city center isn't practical anymore. Mm. So they moved it to a, proper convention center a huge one in a town called Harrogate, uh which was really really nice i think the transition was great i think it was it was a nice space it was easier to get around than the the other ones
0: it was very nice not to be in the weather
1: yes as well yes because that's the other thing in the city you have to walk between everything in the rain
0: and you're intense and it's not the warmest
1: yep so yeah it was it was really good we had a good time but let me learn you some things so i flew out there on the 6th of november um because i had an academic conference comics forum before thought bubble um so this this is my my main topic i want to talk about today so i want to talk about bonfire night mm. because on my flight on the 6th of november there was a fireworks display on the Thames in London, as I was landing, um, so I got to watch a firework display from the from the plane. On the sixth, yeah, why? I I don't know why they did that because Bon Bonfire Night is the fifth. Okay, I don't know why.
0: Okay,
1: <laughs> but because Bonfire Night this year was a Tuesday, a lot of places did them on the previous weekend. But I guess London did it on the Wednesday the too. Next day, yeah or it could have been that they still had fireworks that they had to let off so they oh. just did it from a boat somewhere Weird. but i got to see some fireworks from the air and it was incredibly cool you're lost because flying into london city airport you you do the whole thames basically you fly up the city hmm. and you get to see all the monuments from up in the sky which is incredible like it's it's such an amazing view and then to get fireworks in it too was really really cool um so i'm going to tell you a little bit about how this all started so the gunpowder plot happened in 1605 when a group of catholic conspirators attempted but failed to blow up the king and government at the opening of parliament on the 5th of november
0: I've seen V for Vendetta, I know about this.
1: <laughs> well, this is this is a modernized version. Hugo
0: Weaving of... did the thing. Sure.
1: Yep. At this so a bit of context. We've already spoken a little bit about kind of how the UK was formed and how religion played a lot of part in politics and sort of issues, particularly at this time. So 1605. Um this is after Elizabeth I's reign, so Henry VIII's second daughter. Mm. Um, and she was super anti-Catholic. Um, Catholics were heavily persecuted. And then when James I took over the throne, he, he basically refused to grant the Catholics any more kind of tolerance. He wouldn't take away any of the persecution laws against them.
0: As I recall, James I was queen... Anne's no, son Mary's. Mary, Mary, Mary yeah. of Scots. Yes, that's who I was thinking yes.
1: of. Yes, so he was the first one that was king of Scotland and England. Right. Okay. Um. So the so this was all going on, and the Catholics were still being persecuted. Um. So a band of plotters, Robert. Catesby, Thomas Winter, Thomas Percy, John Wright and the famous Guy Fawkes started planning a government overthrow in 1603. So this was sort of a long game that they were planning here. They rented a house next to Parliament and smuggled in 1.5 tons of gunpowder over the two years. Um, And they were trying to Their, their aim was basically to blow up the whole of Parliament with the King, Queen and the King's think son at that point or all of his children because traditionally the monarch opens parliament so they were choosing a day when they would all be there and their idea was that the resulting chaos would allow them to place a catholic government who would be more tolerant of general catholicism and grant more laws to allow catholic people more freedom
0: sure okay you with me yep
1: they had also, so they were still, they did a lot of preparation for this event. Um, and they did a lot of work with Catholics in Europe, trying to get them to support them. Um, they also had a big meeting of nobles, because they they were all nobles. They weren't just common people who would never re- even been allowed near parliament. These were noble.
0: Would they have had a claim to the throne or were they just...
1: No, they're just
0: they just happened to they landed gentry just happened to have decent jobs where they were considered <laughs> nobles
1: for for that time yeah i yeah. mean they they'll be landowners and dukes and yeah part of the very very high classes yeah um so they they brought together a group of catholic nobles and they started letting people know about the plans and what were they were to meet up after it had happened? How they were to overthrow the government? Blah blah blah. But the key part was the blowing up. Um, but the way it got foiled was because they'd t- told all of these nobles this plan.
0: A group can never keep a secret. <laughs>
1: exactly, but they they started like it was a thin line for some of them between like religious conviction and that they should be doing this for freedom of people and blah, 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 and then the human cost of actually blowing up hundreds of people. And one of the one of the nobles had a brother-in-law who worked in Parliament, and he wrote him a letter, well, it was an anonymous letter, they can't credit him, but they were like, it's the most likely because it was his brother-in-law. And he begged him not to go to Parliament on the 5th of November. So this arose suspicion. The king had seen the letter and he was like, okay, we need to check out the building a little bit. Um, but they didn't do it right away. They waited until the morning of the 5th of November because they were like, we don't want the plotters getting wind that we know what's going on. So we don't want to give them time to have a plan B. Hmm.
0: Um,
1: so they searched the building and they found the, the underground um, kind of room where Guy Fawkes was with lots of wood but they'd just hidden the gunpowder underneath the wood Um, so they caught Guy Fawkes and then they tortured him into telling who all the other conspirators were and they were all executed and it also they set their cause back even worse because um, then laws against Catholics got even worse so it wasn't a great Time for, for Catholics. But, so that's that's the historical plot. That's sort of what we're all told. We all know the vague story. Uh, I, for instance, didn't know how much of religion played a part in it. I just thought it was a group of people who didn't like parliament. That's kind of what huh. we're taught. Interesting. Um, so the actual Bonfire Night Festival is a, is a, a bit of a different thing. Um, I thought that the fireworks and the bonfires represent the bombs that could have gone off, the gunpowder that could have exploded. It's not. In fact, it is celebratory fires that the that the king survived, and because at this time it was still divine right of kings and the kings chosen by God and things, um, it was celebrated as a, the king's divine escape that the light of God had ordained that the king should survive and also that the Protestants were right and they were the ones that should have the power. So, people were given permission to burn fires in celebration of the king's survival. Okay. Um, And then, so this was on the 5th of November that they set all the fires and stuff. Um, But the following January... Um, An official law for the observance of November the 5th made it an annual public day of Thanksgiving. I know. which Which can link into our next topic, but give me just another few seconds. Um, So, within a few decades, it became a focus for anti-Catholic sentiment, and they started burning effigies. So, it didn't start right away that they burn effigies.
0: Okay, I was going to ask about that.
1: It was a few decades later... But they started burning effigies of hated figures such as the Pope. So it became oh. just a massive anti-Catholic fire thing. <laughs> and this lasted until the end of the 1800s. So 200 years of Man. anti-Catholic. This, this bit of a pun coming up for you blew my mind. I had no idea about any of this. this. We don't get taught this. Um, but the so in the late eighteen hundreds people started making guys to burn, which is an effigy of Guy Fawkes.
0: In the late eighteen hundreds. Yes. Okay.
1: Um so this is two hundred years after it happened. Right. But children started to make guys for money, so
0: Guy Fawkes. for
1: Yeah. Money. So you do penny for a guy, and if the guy's good, people will give you some money for it, and then you throw it on the bonfire on November the fifth. Which is not twisted
0: at all okay that that was always my understanding was the effigies were supposed to be uh guy fox i guess so i guess today they are supposed to be that
1: exactly but this didn't start for some reason until 200 years later and this may be you know the the glorification of a tradition that is so far removed from what actually happened that it's a whole different story now
0: probably not that far off yeah was there anything going on around the the time of the the sort of switching of the effigy you know from like the catholic figures to guy fawkes Do
1: not you know? that not that i know of not that i could find from my Did quick it, research
0: was it at the time was it like a? Uh, was there was the monarch like Catholic at this point, or
1: I think the reason being is because the the anti Catholicism was sort of toned down a little bit,
0: like that movement was starting to kind of
1: yeah, it wasn't, uh, and I think I don't think it was you know entirely peaceful, but I don't think it mattered so much anymore. Mm. Like, because during Henry VIII's time when he split from the Catholic Church, it was all Catholics must die because you can't be Catholic anymore, yeah, and then. When it was when his Catholic daughter came back to the throne, it was all Protestant must die because you can't be Protestant anymore. So I think gradually over the that next like 300 years, it sort of and with the with the margin of England, Scotland and Wales, I think it was sort of it wasn't such an issue anymore. I'm sure there were still plenty of wars and stuff going on about it, but we've got bigger
0: fish to fry, as it were. Yeah, I think so. Hmm.
1: Um, so yeah, it was it was just kind of toned down, and I think maybe that that's why it was about Guy Fawkes who was actually the part of the plot rather right. than like the Pope. Um, but I, I don't know that for sure. But that's that's kind of that. What I read said that it was just the anti-Catholicism was toned down that's that's it really um, but the official act for the celebration of November the 5th was repealed in 1859 so it's not an official law anymore that we have to celebrate it but we still do um, generally now though it's it's more just about fireworks and it's usually a public display because more and more it's getting banned in places for you to have fireworks in your own garden or whatever because they're so dangerous um and kids get hurt and killed every single year so i think it's better to have just a coward (laughs) i think it's better to just have a public i've got
0: a a whole country of people blowing their hands up that are fine
1: Mm, well
0: every july 4th everybody they
1: think they're fine
0: they're fine
1: anyway um, so, yeah, now it's just more about public displays. Um, and oddly enough, this tradition was exported to other, like, British colonies. Um, uh, it's not that so odd. So <laughs> America did celebrate it.
0: It's not that odd at all, actually.
1: America did celebrate it until the American Revolution, which, you know, makes sense. Yeah. Against the king, whatever.
0: Died at English at, the, at that time. Yeah. So.
1: Um, and also, while we were in New Zealand two years ago, mm-hmm. they were still celebrating it there. But we got to witness a sort of historical change, actually, mm-hmm. where they've decided, because New Zealand is the opposite way around, so their, their the summer sea- is our winter.
0: The seasons are the opposite yes. way around.
1: So in, on November the 5th, it's still summer, so you still have to wait until... Eleven thirty, twelve o'clock for it to get dark before you can see the fireworks.
0: Oh boy, did we.
1: So it's, it was pointless anyway. And what was the point in celebrating a 500 year, no 400 year tradition from your old colonizer? But, so this was a historical change. We got to see the very last bonfire night fireworks mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Wellington because they then switched to the much more appropriate Maori New Year um, Matariki, Matariki which is in June so the winter and that's that's more a festival of chasing away the dark spirits of winter and getting prepared for it and watching the Matariki stars rise
0: that's right so and they didn't the the celebration was in June mm-hmm. but because there there happened to be a whale in the bay yes that year They didn't want to scare it away with the fireworks.
1: Which was the coolest thing in the world.
0: So they waited until July to actually Mm -hmm. have the fireworks.
1: Yep. And they named the whale Matariki.
0: Oh, that's nice. Because
1: they were just waiting for him to leave. I don't know (laughs) if
0: I knew that. That's nice. Yeah,
1: it was cool. We should talk about that in June. I'd like to talk about the story of Matariki. Because it's a good one. I will write that down.
0: Okay. You'll have to do it. Cause I don't know it.
1: Mm. Alright, so we also celebrated something else this month. You wanna tell the people?
0: <laughs> okay. Uh so we also did the American Thanksgiving. Hey. Which uh yeah, it was nice. We had a big dinner, fourteen people in Yeah,
1: our we managed apartment. to fit all everybody around a table in our living room. Yeah. It was great. We cooked all day. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, um, and that's Thanksgiving. The only thing I was really missing was uh, football.
1: Yeah, because of the time difference, the game we wanted to watch started at ten thirty. Hey,
0: listen, you gotta watch the Cowboys game.
1: Well, yeah,
0: I didn't. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But you, but you gotta. We
1: wanted to, but we'd been cooking all day. It started.
0: It was so late,
1: and we wanted to go to bed.
0: I think we still had people over, and I yes. was gonna kill them. <laughs> I guess I thought it would be nice to talk about a little bit of the history of Thanksgiving. And I was surprised that I did learn a thing or two. All right. It's not totally a murder holiday.
1: Okay. I, I, I look forward to hearing why.
0: <laughs> it's not totally. <laughs> there were actually Thanksgiving celebrations long before the first Thanksgiving. Mm. The first recorded okay. American Thanksgiving. Okay. It originally was founded as a religious observance for all the members of the community to give thanks to God for a common purpose. A 1541 Thanksgiving Mass was held by Spanish explorer Francisco Vazquez de Coronado and his expedition of 1,500 men at Paladero Canyon.
1: Oh, we've been there.
0: Uh-huh. In what is today the Texas Panhandle That's basically where I live Mm -hmm. There was a a big Thanksgiving After the victory At the Battle of Saratoga Springs During the Revolutionary War And George Washington Made a Thanksgiving Proclamation in 1789 But The very first Thanksgiving uh, Was celebrated at Plymouth For three days after their first harvest
1: Plymouth America
0: Plymouth America Yep because it didn't have Mm. other names yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Funny enough, all the stuff you talked about happened in 1605. Mm -hmm. This one happened in 1621. Okay. So that's, I found that very interesting. Mm. The exact time is unknown, but James Baker, the vice president of research at the Pilmouth Plantation, says that the event occurred uh somewhere between September twenty first and november eleventh. Mm. Technically a, a harvest mm, celebration. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of the a lot of the sort of weird Thanksgiving traditions have sort of Thanksgiving slash harvest traditions have sort of melded in with Halloween mm. as they've kind of separated through yeah, the Yeah, that's
1: there was some debate about um Bonfire Night as to whether it was Sam Hain kind of repurposed by the Protestants as a as a festival cuz it's still you know a kind of like chasing away the the night spirits as sure. winter pulls in and things like that so i think that is really interesting too that links those two things together well
0: and with your uh you were talking about the uh give a penny take a penny give a guy t- take a guy
1: penny for a guy okay yep um
0: the 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 children uh, this is obviously a, a bit later on but mm-hmm. They had a – it was something called like a a mishmash festival. Mm -hmm. No, what was it? I didn't plan on talking about this, but since we went this way, I'm going to look it up. All right. A ragamuffin parade is what it was called. Mm. These ragamuffin parades consisted mostly of children dressing as ragamuffins in costumes of old and mismatched adult clothes and with deliberately smudged faces. But by the fifties, this tradition had diminished. uh, The nineteen fifties, this tradition had diminished enough to only exist in its original form in a few communities around New York, and many of the other traditions subsuming it Hmm. into Halloween.
1: I wasn't expecting this one to be so linked together, but actually, there is a lot—a lot in it
0: of weird, yeah,
1: kind of cultural exchange, as it were.
0: So, uh, back to the original Thanksgiving this particular time is something called michaelmas Mm -hmm. i don't know what that is it occurs on september 29th a christian festival observed on 29 september Mm -hmm. in christian angelology angelology how do you how do you become
1: an angelologist an
0: angelologist huh you celebrate the day by cooking a goose
1: maybe that's where the the bird came from then
0: Interesting. So I Interesting. think what
1: we can learn from all of this is our traditions are a mishmash of everything.
0: Is what we should do is start doing a little bit more research <laughs> before 20 minutes before we're supposed to record. Um, so Michael Miss apparently is a celebration of the angels. Mm. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so anyway, this first Thanksgiving included... Uh, fifty people who were on the Mayflower; these were the the remaining people out of the hundred that landed. There was, a, I guess, disease and the harsh winter, and um, and so there were there were only fifty people left, and about ninety Native Americans. Hmm. The feast was cooked. You'll love this. The the feast was cooked by four adult pilgrim women who survived their first winter in the New World. Uh, Eleanor Billington, Elizabeth Hopkins Mary Brewster and Susanna White along with the young daughters and male and female servants because all the women had to do all the cooking for all those people Mm.
1: I mean you did all the cooking for all of those people on this one so 21st century it rules
0: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that was the first one it lasted about three days Mm
1: -hmm.
0: can you imagine being that full for three days.
1: I mean, it probably wasn't to the excesses that we do it now. Boy,
0: I don't know. Well, and then you've got your Black Friday shopping. There's a joke there, but, yep. it's, but yep. it's connected. Oh, that's not what I was going oh. for. <laughs> I, I meant the, the, the celebration of capitalism. Yikes! Mm. Um... Um, as we said before, George Washington uh, gave many noble reasons for a national thanksgiving, including for the civil and religious liberty, for, quote, useful knowledge, and for God's kind care and his providence. And, uh, uh, he made a big proclamation um, that I got from Wikipedia, but uh, if you want, you can go look up the whole thing. I'm just going to read a couple sentences from it. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November, next to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being, capital B being, who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be, that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks, for his kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation, for the signal and manifold mercies and the favorable interpositions of his providence, which we experienced in the course and conclusion of the late war. Um, You probably noticed this because they were an editor, because you were an editor. Yeah, you are an editor. There were no periods in this whole speech, mm. so there was no good place to cut it. Mm. <laughs> so there were a ton of commas. Mm. George Washington's Thanksgiving proclamation was give thanks to God, and we're going to celebrate this on November 26th. Mm-hmm. The giving thanks to God part still happens in many forms, uh, most notably, people attending religious services, as well as the saying of the mealtime prayer before Thanksgiving dinner. Many houses of worship offer worship service, and at home, it's a holiday tradition in many families to be in the Thanksgiving dinner by saying grace, a prayer before the meal. And before praying, it's common practice to sort of hold hands and go around the room and say what you're thankful for. Mm for the year mm-hmm. uh be that to god be that to each other mm-hmm. um we didn't do that this year i felt that might be a little weird to impose that on our
1: yeah european friends yeah. uh
0: but my family does that mm-hmm. um,
1: uh, yeah i do think it's nice but yeah and also with so many of us it was it was a little difficult to get mm. dinner out and everything ready and stuff so mm.
0: One interesting thing on on the um, thanks to God part is that um, Muslims also consider Thanksgiving uh, wholly consistent with Islamic principles. Mm. Um, Hesham A. Hasabala, I apologize if that is not how you pronounce her name, he has written. He's a, a Muslim scholar and physician. Has written that few things are more Islamic than thanking God for His blessing. And uh, many Sikh Americans also celebrate the holiday by mm-hmm. giving thanks to the Almighty. Um, so I found that really mm. interesting. Not just Christian, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I, you know, I think uh, American, other American parts of religions mm-hmm. have found ways to make it. Mm-hmm theirs as well Yeah, um,
1: I I also think too a lot of in in today's in this day and age I think a lot of people who are atheists also celebrate it like it's just a chance to to take stock and be thankful for what you have and to share it with friends like there's a friends given mm. sort of thing now that happens that if you don't get on so well with your family then you celebrate it with friends and mm. you're thankful for who you have around you and things
0: yeah I think I think a lot of the you know depending on where you are, I think a lot of the the sort of religious aspect has kind of grown and morphed into this gradual gratitude mm-hmm. this opportunity to express gratitude. Yeah since 1863, Thanksgiving has been observed annually in the United States. Um, Abraham Lincoln made it an official holiday. Mm -hmm. he made it the the last thursday in november Mm -hmm. now this fact is important the last thursday in november part Mm -hmm. the holiday used to be superseded by evacuation day which was the commemoration of the british withdrawal from the united states after the american revolution Mm. i had no idea Mm. that i don't think is that's not something that's still celebrated Mm. it wouldn't be Mm. i guess because
1: thanksgiving's taken over
0: i suppose and we have july 4th which Mm. is Mm -hmm. the bigger holiday now on terms of the date the country was in the midst uh america was in the midst of the great depression franklin d roosevelt thought that an earlier thanksgiving would give merchants a longer period to sell goods before christmas He was hoping to increase the profits and spending during the period and bring the country out of the Depression. But, at the time, advertising goods for Christmas before Thanksgiving was considered inappropriate. Boy, could we go back to that time. However, Fred Lazarus Jr., the founder of the the Federated Department Stores, later Macy's, is credited with convincing Roosevelt to push Thanksgiving to a week earlier to expand the, sh- the shopping season, and within two years, the change passed through Congress into law.
1: So hold on, the so in the Great Depression, so in the twenties, thirties, okay, but the but Lincoln, did you just say, put it to the last Thursday? Correct. Is that not the same time?
0: No, Lincoln is fifty years. No, early.
1: no, 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 no. I mean, like the last Thursday. Is that not?
0: Oh no no no! So sometimes there, uh, sometimes November has, uh, four or five.
1: Oh, I, see. I uh, see. Thursdays. Okay. Four or five weeks. Okay.
0: So I think there are times where, um, like the Thursday would fall in December. Right, right, okay. Um, or it would come super close and not quite make it. the pro- The problem was that it made it a little too fluid,
1: mm.
0: as opposed to just the last Thursday in November. Mm. No, the fourth Thursday in November. Right. So right. Roosevelt wanted it to be. He wanted to make it earlier. So at one point there was a uh, a a a November. Where the last Thursday was the 4th, it would have been celebrated on the 3rd Thursday of the month, which would have put it square in the middle of November.
1: Mm. Sorry, this I made you lose track, but it's confusing. A little, yeah. It,
0: it is very confusing. And as uh, as you can imagine, the um, it didn't go down very well, mm. given our partisan politics. Even mm. even back then. Mm-hmm. Um, Republicans called it Franksgiving. For what? Republicans decried the change because Franklin D. Roosevelt was Democrat.
1: Oh, for Franklin D. Roosevelt. Right. I'm Franksgiving,
0: yes. Um, calling it an affront to the f- memory of Lincoln, people began referring to November 30th as the Republican Thanksgiving, Ugh, and November of 20th- they did. <laughs> and November 23rd as the Democratic Thanksgiving. Because they can't
1: not argue about anything.
0: Yeah, you get what I'm putting down. Yep. So this was this was fixed by Congress and the Senate in 1941. Mm-hmm. They passed a bill and Roosevelt signed it. For the first time, they made the official date of Thanksgiving the fourth Thursday of November. Okay. On whatever date that falls. Okay. It's the fourth. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Here it says in Wikipedia, um, Thanksgiving be observed annually on the fourth Thursday of November, which was usually the last Thursday, and sometimes two years out of seven on average, the next to last. So mm-hmm. that sort of satisfies both sides.
0: Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah, because sometimes it's like the twenty eighth. Yep. Sometimes it's this year. It's the it was the twenty eighth. Oh, it was the twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it yeah. The point being that was confusing and stupid, and of all the things,
1: and <laughs> America of all
0: of all the things, um, Franklin D. Roosevelt just couldn't couldn't be a hero for everything. Um. So anyway, today is. Republican Thanksgiving. Um so happy Republican Thanksgiving to no, thank all you. of our listeners. Um we hope you had a wonderful holiday if you chose to uh celebrate Thanksgiving. And um anyway, sorry uh sorry we were gone so long. Yeah. Hope you had a nice November.
1: Yeah. We had a nice November. It was just very busy.
0: Very busy.
1: Uh you want to spin the wheel to see what we're going to talk about next week?
0: I guess that's the thing we do, huh?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We had a Jump into the closet and find the old wheel here. Here we go.
1: Oh, something good. Something good.
0: Music. Okay. 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 We're going to have to talk about how to make this work, but I think we <laughs> can make this work. Music. All right. Well?
1: I think this wheel is weighted. Like, if you look at where things are on the wheel, we only get, it seems like the the left third of it I don't you know what I mean like we've got like boozy drinks and expressions and stuff over the other side and we've never had them fixed
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> so I guess next week we'll do music we're and, doing music and then we'll find a new wheel I burn guess. burn the wheel
1: <laughs> the new effigy of Guy Fawkes is the wheel
0: the Gong Global wheel. Mm. Okay, well, that's what we'll do then.
1: Happy Thanksgiving.
0: Happy Burn the Guy Day.
1: Yeah. You want to tell the people where they can find us?
0: So, Gone Global now has a new home Whoa. on Anchor. Um, if you get our podcasts anywhere, uh, they should still be there, but if you go to SoundCloud to look for us, we might not be there. Uh, but our, uh, we are on, Anch- I think it's anchor.fm slash gone global. I'm going to double check that right now.
1: Is it spelled with an A?
0: Well, yes. Please stop making fun of my typing in front of my friends.
1: No, I didn't know if it was, you know, one of those stupid things that websites <laughs> do sometimes. of
0: uh, Uncur. <laughs> uh, yes. Anchor.fm slash gone global is our new hosting home. Um. You can find us. You can download the Anchor app uh, if you want. Um, they're a great place to get other podcasts as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, highly recommend it.
1: Mm-hmm. You can still find us on the, all the usual places like mm-hmm. iTunes and everywhere else you get your podcasts. That's correct. But we are just being hosted by a new service.
0: Uh, what's also interesting about Anchor, if you're so inclined, listeners... You can send us a voice message.
1: Oh, and, that is exciting!
0: And tell us what you did for Thanksgiving, or Guy Fawkes Day, or November. What What did our great and glorious November bring you? Uh, please send us a voice message, or uh, send us an email uh, at gonglobalpod at gmail or on Twitter at gonglobalpod at gonglobalpod <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah. You really get into the rhythm yeah, that and then you yeah, just kind yeah, of yeah. lose it. Um, and that's it. Where can people find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Jan91, J I A N 91.
0: Oh, one other thing we did this, this month. Well, this was a long time ago. You guested on the Comics Pals re- uh, review of HBO's new Watchmen series. I did indeed. That was, was that the first episode? I think it was. Second. Okay.
1: So, check me out. I might come back once I'm not tired all the time, so probably oh, okay. never. okay, so probably not then.
0: Okay, well, good to know.
1: But you guys record so late, and I want to go to bed.
0: Uh, but the Comics Pals are doing uh, reviews of HBO's Watchmen. It's very, very good, both our reviews and HBO's Watchmen. Uh, Jess is tangentially related to that so please uh go listen to that and listen to what we have to talk about mm-hmm. did you say your social stuff hmm nine ashian91 yep. j-i-a-n-9-1 yep what about you you can find me on twitter and instagram at toto into that's t-o-t-o-i-n-t-o-w and you can find my work at kaleward.com that's c-a-l-e-w-a-r-d.com uh you will find the other podcast i do the comics battles right there or wherever you get your podcast um All right.
1: All right. See you next week for music.
0: I'm going to go light a fire.
1: I'm going to talk about sea shanties.
0: Okay. Well. that will be fun. Just don't forget the lady loves milk tray.
1: Hey. Get me some. You better get me some for Christmas. I'll be so mad.